Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 lands and Métis region of Southern Alberta Region 3. So today on the show, I have an interview with Stephanie Bansky. She is the Community Engagement Coordinator at Antics Community Arts. Um, along with her, there is also Michaela Krauss. She is a youth and volunteer with Antics. So um, I guess first, um, Stephanie, introduce yourself and what do you do at Antics Community Arts? Yes, I'm Stephanie from Antics Community Arts and I'm the Community Engagement Coordinator at Antics. And um, Antics is a group that started about oh, almost 30, uh, 20 years ago, 1991 we started and we help youth get engaged in the arts to create social change. So we engage youth 12 to 24 to make a difference in their communities through art. All right. And I guess, Michaela, can you um, introduce yourself and how you got involved with Antics? Yeah, so my name's Michaela Krauss. Um, I've been involved in Antics for oh, three and a half years now. Um, and I kind of got involved through a program called What Feeds Us YYC. Um, and essentially, we just talk about food justice and how we can incorporate art and also like learn about food justice and like the intersect between the two of them. Um, and I've been a part of that program ever since. And now I'm also a part-time volunteer with Antics as well. Okay. Um, this uh, interview will be broadcasted uh, first Monday of November, which is uh, November 2nd. So uh, what can uh, we look forward to with, from Antics in November and the rest of the I guess, uh, fall semester? Uh, well, the next little while, we have a few programs going on. Um, we have on Wednesdays, we have an online program for youth, and maybe Mikhail will tell you more in a bit here, but it's called What Feeds Us, and we're doing visual art and craftivism and cooking together, as well as doing some podcasting online. Um, also, Thursday afternoons, we have two groups going on. One of them is up north in um, Genesis Center, where we're painting a mural in the afternoons. Uh, is actually also helping out of that group, so she could potentially tell you a little bit more here. Uh, and then Thursdays, we have another group in Forest Lawn Community Association, where we're meeting in person. And those youth are working with one of our facilitators, Brian Francis. Brian Fris they're working with one of our uh, facilitators, Brian Francisco, who is a spoken word artist, and he is um, teaching youth ages 13 to 18 how to write poems, how to perform, and how to do spoken word. So youth will get a chance to learn how to write and speak and perform. And then our last groups, we have some various hip hop and rap groups. So once a month on Fridays, we'll have a hip hop meetup at the Genesis Center. And then also once a month online, we're going to have an online open mic rap group. So we have two monthly groups and then a weekly rap group that is currently in audition. So by November 2nd, we might not have it, it any spaces, but we have a weekly rap group on Mondays that is uh, going to be doing some rap. 
All right. So Michaela, can you talk more about the, the issue that drew you to Antics, uh, which is uh, food security and how you are able to address it through the program? Yeah, so the What Feeds Us program started about like three and a half years ago. Um, and we, I knew nothing about food security, basically like the most I knew was like GMOs, like that's it. Um, and so entering this program, it was really interesting to learn about like food accessibility, food deserts, like all the different aspects that actually go into food justice. And then Antics came along and started incorporating different types of art forms. So we actually got to write a children's book. Um, that talks about building community through food and just like simple things that you can do in your community, such as growing um, your own like vegetables um, and just like educating other people. Um, and so we worked on that project for about a year. We designed everything and then had like this big opening and presentation um, and then people could buy the book just it was like pay as you can. So that was a really cool experience. Um, and then another um, project we did was a couple of years before we had a mayoral election dinner debate um, thing where all the mayoral candidates came and we like spoke to them about food justice and how we were really passionate about and things that we wanted them to incorporate into their proposal and we also did a spoken word music video to present to them during that time to get our voices heard um, so those are just two of the projects that we've done that have really incorporated different art forms um, and got me really passionate about food security. All right. And I guess talk about uh, your involvement with the spoken word and rap program. Um, so I actually am not a part of those two or those programs. Um, however, over the summer, we did do some spoken word and worked on a poetry and photography book. Um, so I have worked with a few people in spoken word and got to write a few poems, um, but I'm actually not involved in the rap and spoken word programs. Okay. Um, and I guess, uh, can you, Stephanie, can you talk more about the rap and spoken word programs and how they go? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have, um, our Monday rap group is going to be a small group that we're doing by audition where the youth can learn how to rap from our artists, uh, Brian Francisco and Dwight Fairhat. Uh, Dwight Fairhat is uh, also known as Tribe 1491. So they'll learn how to write raps, learn how to perform, um, and hopefully record some items or some pieces as well. And then with our spoken word group, that one is open to all youth and they'll really learn the basis behind what makes a good performance and how do you start from scratch on a spoken word. So if somebody's never done spoken word or performance before, that group's really good for uh, beginners or people who are already interested in it to come in, learn how to write, learn what makes up a good spoken word, learn what makes up a good poem and talk about performing and what does performing mean and look at how to perform during COVID. What does a performance look like at this time? Like maybe we can't have a showcase in person, but are there other types of performance that we can do with our pieces that we create? All right. And uh, I guess to, uh, as a nonprofit, 
Um, where uh, do you uh, get support from the community in terms of fundraising as well as other other types of support? Yeah, uh, Antics is supported by a few different funders here on a regular basis. So normally we have funding from Calgary After School and FCSS, um, as well as Calgary Arts Development, Alberta Foundation for the Arts, and United Way. Those are our primary funders. And then we often get project grants from places like the Canada Council for the Arts. We have a current one right now that is going to be doing a piece up north. Um, Calgary Foundation commonly gives us project grants for different pieces. And some projects, like in the summertime, we often have uh, funding from the Community Hubs Initiative, which is a, a collaboration between City of Calgary, United Way, and the Rotary Rotary Fund of Calgary. So um, that allows us to offer things like summer camps. This summer we did a few mural camps, um, which was interesting. It was our first time doing murals online. Um, so we had about 30 youth get together online on Zoom. We gave them art packs, so they had paint and supplies and big plywood panels. And we met daily for two weeks for each camp. And then we installed, uh, we collected back their art and installed at locations. So that was because of community hubs, but we have those installed. Um, and Michaela helped with that. And actually, you know, we have another current mural going on, which is also funded by the Genesis Center. So sometimes we'll have local community groups um, going on that also help support our projects. And uh, Michaela, um, you're currently a student at U of C. Can you tell me more about what you're doing at the U of C, I guess? Um, I'm actually not enrolled in the U of C. Um, I'm currently taking a gap year, um, and then I'm going to be attending a different university um, for social work, but then I will probably end up transferring to U of C in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I'm not currently a student at U of C. Oh, okay. Um, but I guess uh, uh, tell me um, how being part of Antics has helped you in like design deciding how uh, where you want to uh, go forward. Yeah, so when I got involved with Antics, um, I've always been a huge advocate and always found my passion um, just being able to share my voice with other people. Um, but after like being able to like volunteer and facilitate, I really realized that I want to work with other youth, um, which inspired me to go into a Bachelor of Child Studies and or social work. So those are like my two options for when I go into university. Um, but just being able to like work with youth and have them express themselves through art and have their voices heard in our community, I think is so important. And Antics does a great job of like representing that, um, which has really inspired me to not only advocate for myself, but also help other people advocate and then going into working with youth and making sure that their voice is recognized across the system. And I guess, Stephanie, uh, how many youth have you been able to help do your time at um, Antics? Oh, I've been with Antics since 2015. So we usually have a few hundred youth per year um, through our various projects and groups and performances. Um, commonly throughout the school year, we have um, 
between four to six regular programs and each of those have about 15 to 20 youth in them and then we do lots of uh, smaller workshops with different groups like Calgary Immigrant Women's Association or CIWA or Center for Newcomers or Calgary Bridge Foundation where we'll go in and we'll see groups of anywhere from 10 to 30 kids. Um, we always have summer camps and spring camps and then we host large events a lot of the time when it's like non-COVID times. Um, so we've typically had an event, Culture Shock, every year that has about 500 youth come and uh, come together over hip hop and dance. Um, we've also had some of our recent events. We had one called Dancing Through the Snow in January, just before COVID closures. And that one we had a, a, about 70 youth at the or 70 participants at the food, Alex Community Food Center that were dancing. Um, and that one was planned by one of our other youth, actually. So yes, I would say a few thousand youth in my time of antics I've been involved with. Any last words, Michaela? Um, no, not really. I think overall um, being a part of antics has really just like inspired me the most. And I am excited to be a volunteer um, at the Genesis and participate in the um, Youth Arts Action and like paint the mural this year and then still be a part of the What Feeds Us group and possibly more programs in the future, so. All right, and what about you, Stephanie? Um, just that, you know, we really, for any youth that might be listening to this, um, if you just really wanna have a chance to share your voice, and be creative and find different ways to explore your creativity, whether it be dance or visual art or poetry. Um, we have all different arts, but, and if you have voice about certain opinions, if you wanna share your thoughts and opinions, you can always check out Antics. Everything's free and uh, gives you a chance to share your ideas and your opinions in the community in a creative way and make change. All right. Thank you, uh, both of you, for being a, a guest today. Um, yeah, I guess this is the end of the interview, um, and I've enjoyed my time uh, speaking with you. Thank you so much you okay. so for meeting with us today. Hi, this is Jenny Kwong for ArtsLink. That was my interview with Stephanie Dysky. She's the Community Engagement Coordinator at Antiques Community Arts along with Makeda Krauss, who is one of the youth participants as well as a volunteer with Antics. Next is my co-host, Nathan Taylor. Well, the funding drive is over for one more year, and I thought for this month's Arts Link, I would dig in the crates and play for you something uh, to thank all you folks out there for pledging and donating and uh, give you a little uh, respite from um, all the talking that we did last week. So one of the first things that I did uh, joining CGSW was go and uh, record uh, DJ Spooky, that subliminal kid, do a talk over at ACAD, uh, then uh, um, the Alberta College of Art and Design. So uh, he also did a set for the Musiquarium uh, with our then music director, Jason Coral. So I'm going to play for you an excerpt, uh, the last 13 or so minutes from his performance on CGSW's Airwaves way back in October of 2002, 18 years ago. Hope you enjoy.
Kabuki live on CSW 9.9 FM.
Check one, two, one, two. This is DJ Spooky, that's Subliminal Kid. You've been listening to me do a wild style mix of mostly my own material, mixed with some various friends. This is CJSW 91 FM on your frequency spectrum, y'all, hitting you with that wild style 21st century flavor. So uh, what I'd like to just say is that was all material snippets from Optometry and a couple remixes I've done from different friends. Karsh Kale is a tabla player, works with Talvin Singh. Um, various drum solo stuff I've been working on and like all this kind of wild jazz drum loops and stuff. So that was live and direct turntablist, y'all. So DJ Spooky, CJSW91 FM on your radio, y'all. Frequency, wild style. Hello, Radio Land. This is failed one-man band B.A. Johnson, and you're listening to CJSW 90.9 on your FM dial. They're smiling every day in that unusual way. Long 